Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined down to my south by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, man? Man, it is a Sunday night. It's 10 o'clock. It's time to party. Yeah, it's Florida Man Party time. 10 o'clock on a Sunday. That's... <laughs> yeah, we don't give a shit about work tomorrow. No, no. Zero. Zero fucks. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, we've got... There's been a crap ton of stuff that's happened. Um in the past couple months since we last put out an episode, but uh, we're going to try to be a little bit more regular about episodes. So, you know, we always say that, but, you know, we're going to try. Well, you know, you get to a certain age and it's harder to be regular. Yeah, you, you get a little incontinent and... You got to get them brand flakes. <laughs> things go south. It's just, a, you know, it's just things get hard. Um, so... <laughs> can't tell how many entendres are up to now. Oh, well, yeah, we just, like just, just keep going. Sextuple yeah. entendre. Yes, sex, sex, sextuple. Um... <laughs> so what have you been up to, Joe, man? What's uh, What's been going on in your life? Well, I must say, um, without getting directly into the X-Wing immediately, I recently went onto the internet, mm, yes. and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean the smut. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's your own business. Well, that's but, what the uh, internet's always been for. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Avenue Q taught us that. Yeah. Um, but I went onto one of the X-Wing forums that I tried to talk to X-Wing players. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a little difficult. I tried to be polite, but uh, I, I have my limits. <laughs> I think I won over a few converts. I actually got somebody to apologize, which I thought was the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the internet, no less. Mm. So I considered that a win, but other than that, it was a fruitless conversation. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I've actually been using the internet for other things. I finally started playing Destiny on the internet since I'm getting giving up hope that it's going to come back to life. Yes. And I recently bought a Nintendo, which I'm really enjoying. There you go. Yep. Is it isn't it like some sort of device that can play multiple game multiple yeah, systems? Yeah, it's a, it's a Retron uh, Hyperkin Retron 5. It has all the things. It has Nintendo and Famicom and Super Famicom and Super Nintendo and Genesis and mm-hmm. all kinds of the Game Boys. Yeah. So, yes, I'm enjoying the retro video game life. Yeah. That sounds good. I know I know you didn't have a a Genesis growing up, so you're you're kind of trying to discover genesis games now i did I, I currently have one game it's a fighting game and i have no idea what it's about or how to even play it but yeah I'm enjoying it yeah i was i was a genesis kid and like so like and i've told you this but my favorite genesis games and this is just because like i don't know i just have good memories of them but not to say they're good games but uh booger man and uh and uh skitchen uh are two two of my favorite old school genesis games you had mentioned toe jam and earl too didn't you uh toe jam did no uh toe jam and earl no it was the other one um with the uh why am i forgetting the name of it now with the the worm earthworm gym yes earthworm gym is another fantastic uh genesis game from back in the day i actually i actually met the guy that did the music for that that's a really that game was so far ahead of its time it was was, oh yeah the soundtrack was just beyond for some reason like he decided to do yeoman's work doing that yeah whatever reason it had this incredible soundtrack it was like it was just very wonky fun game like it was i don't know it was a cool game i feel like like it it was waiting for adult swim to come out it may come out a few years later once we've sort of been prepared for this sort of a thing yeah it would have done better that was the cool thing with sega sega always kind of felt like the home for like the weird games it does what nintendo don't yeah (laughs) exactly 
<laughs> so so yes i do I, I miss my old sega genesis but uh regardless um so yeah i went to uh i recently went up to on a little trip up to north carolina actually i'll start with my beer here because it's all kind of related okay so i've got myself a uh a blowing rock brewing company kolsch uh which i acquired in the uh the blue ridge mountains of north carolina um which i was there for a little trip recently um which happened to coincide with like the massive snowstorm that they got <laughs> it was the same weekend but that's a good segue because i am currently sitting here drinking a cigar city uh frost proof because it has been very cold here in florida it's been dipping down to like 40 yes and uh, i say that really just to offend the rest of the nation listening yeah. to this <laughs> we're probably quite angry yeah, here in North Florida, it got as cold as 45 degrees. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> down in, uh, I think uh, I think the funny thing is, like, down in Miami, it's still, like, 80. But, you know, that's <laughs> Miami being, for like, you. They're up there being like, this is terrible. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I was I spent a weekend in, in, uh, in uh, where was I, Banner Elk, North Carolina. And uh, it was very cold, and it snowed a lot, and... Um, we got snowed in for a day and then we had to dig our way out of the driveway and it was um you know i haven't lived in the snow since since my my teenage days back in new hampshire and uh it was it was an experience that uh, reminded me of why i will never live in the snow again why so i'm not there right now why i'm not there anymore <laughs> so it was good times it was good times though you know i mean nothing like 24 inches of snow to wake you up <laughs> uh, I, I will drop this at some point, but I actually uh, I was thinking about that when we were prepping for the show today. I thought about pointing out that I am not originally a Florida man. Yeah. And I was only thinking about that because I was thinking about my experiences on the Internet. And it's like I'm used to people being generally inhospitable to the point of being hostile. But I, I was really not prepared for the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, the X-Wing subreddit, you should all just sort of look in the mirror one day. <laughs> take, a, take a good hard just, look. Just look in the mirror at what you're doing to your poor friend, Revan Joe. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, we are going to talk about um, some of the new, some of the cards that have been leaked um, that AMG has you know posted about that are in the upcoming packs for the new Gauntlet Fighter and the new... Um, card pack for the mandalorians um now, now what products are coming out like hit me hit me with the knowledge here Let's so we've, pretend that so I've we've only got been tangentially listening. so we've got th i think three three products coming out in february it's the uh um the gauntlet fighter uh which is basically like a gigantic version of the uh the fang fighter um okay but but more like a crew carrier type of a ship but mandalorian focused uh it's the ship that like bo katan flies around in and maul flies around in it at some point and a whole bunch yeah, of other bo -Katan flies around in the galactica <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah starbucks sometimes in a raptor and sometimes in a garbage truck. sometimes in a raptor sometimes in a who knows what yeah so uh you get that pack you also have the um mandalorian fang fighter and tie fighter pack uh that's coming out it's just a card pack that's going to basically provide um fang fighters to some other factions um you said a it's a tie fighter pack also there's also tie fighters in there yeah there's also some more tie fighters okay so are we you don't... expecting them to be in just regular faction um i don't i'm not think... getting like a new sabine's tie or anything crazy i don't think so no i think it's just like no. regular tie lens 
Um, I think it's just more pilots and, and maybe some different upgrades for for the Imperial TIE fighters. Um, okay. I believe is what is in there. So they haven't really. I don't think they've shown much about from what's coming in that part of the pack. But I haven't seen much. But yeah, yeah. So uh, there's that, and then there's also the Razor Crest um, is the third pack that is coming coming soon. So um, I kind of no, grabbed season one Razor Quest, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, not not like the yeah, one no, that's like no all spoilers. wrapped up and yeah. Uh, I mean, it's okay. It's been like a year now. Okay, you're not getting like the the Alderan version. The, the all comes in with just dust in the bottom of a box. You're like, what the hell is this? What what the? Eh? No, no, not not that version. It's, it's episode five Alderan. Yeah. So, um, I've taken some of these cards that they've released. Not all of them, but we we decided to grab a selection of them just for something to talk about for this particular episode. And um, we're gonna go over these cards, and but we're gonna do things a little bit different. And this may be the way that we kind of talk about new cards that don't have points um, going forward, uh, because it's, you know, basically we've come up with our own way to talk about them that maybe hopefully is a little better and more fun than just reading the cards and saying, this might be good depending on the cost. Um, Everybody owes Steve a debt of gratitude because we do a lot of spoiler episodes. And after every single one, I give Steve a ration of shit for how much I hate doing spoiler episodes because (laughs) we were going to, our first plan was to make it into a drinking game where every time we introduced a card, and then we had to say, I don't know whether it's good because I don't know how much it costs. We were going to have to take shots. And it was going to be our longest, drunkest episode ever. <laughs> and Steve talked me down from it. We came up with a different idea, which I think I cut off Steve in the middle of explaining. <laughs> so so what we've come up with, and this was Joe's idea, which, um, but basically what we're going to so do. So if you don't like it, scream into the air at me. Yeah, he's, yeah he won't hear it. It's fine. <laughs> Email it to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be doing, um, we're going to go, we're each going to choose what we think the point cost is going to be for said card. And then whoever chooses the higher point total has to argue why the card is good. And whoever, char- whoever chooses the lower point total has to argue why the card is bad. Um, since they think that it's a bad card because it's cheap. So um, that's what we're going to try and do. I think that's a brilliant idea. Steve, I said another really good idea. We should set up, we should set Joe up with a Florida man does X-Wing or plays X-Wing email address. Yeah. But I think we should only open it up <laughs> once a year and we should just do a show just on that. It could be our, it can be <laughs> just like a, our, just an open mic episode yeah, where we read, yeah. <laughs> read all the mean tweets yes. I, my way for an entire year. I, I know you're not going to get this, but this, this, this is like the feedback at back to dials.com, except this address will actually go somewhere. Somebody will actually read it, but it will only be once a year. Yes. And once it, a year. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, what is back to dials? It was a pot. It was an X-Wing podcast. And there was a, an on, ongoing joke uh, that every other podcast, a lot of the other X-Wing podcasts would do where they said, if you don't like what we're talking about, email feedback at back to dials dot com. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Touche. Nice. Um, so anyways, it's kind of like that, except, uh, you know, we haven't come up with it yet. But next week, uh, next time we release an episode, we will have an email address that you can email um you know, all of your uh, feedback, feedback for Joe prayers (laughs) to the reverend prayer requests. (laughs) And then, and then once a year we will, we'll pop that, that sucker open and see what's in there. It's going to be like, there'll be that one time we sit around, but I have no idea what to make an episode of and nothing worth doing. Yeah. (laughs) Like let's do the mailbag. (laughs) All right. Can't wait. Yes. That'll be good. So, um, all right, well, let's start off here. We've got our, our points and, uh, 
and I think this is going to be somewhat hilarious because I, I think mine and Joe's idea of what things should cost is going to be is going to be drastically different. The real question is, by like halfway through this, you'll be asking whether I'm doing this at 1.0 or 2.0 points. <laughs> well, that's... I, hope, I hope I'll be able to answer that, but I'm not positive. <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to punt on a couple of these. And be yeah. like, uh, I meant 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. All right, so we're going to start here with uh, Mall Crew. Uh, so Mall Crew is a scum card. Uh, he's going to take up... He use, takes up two crew slots... But he uh, gives you a recurring force point. He gives you a purple coordinate action, and he adds a uh, I. Uh, why am I forgetting the name of this? The uh, illicit gifts. illicit slot. Yes, he adds an illicit slot. So, all right, Joe gave Maul here a whopping two points, <laughs> and I gave him that four. is two point oh two points. That's 2.0, 2 points. Yes, 2. Okay. 2 Joe gave him two points. I gave him 14. Um, so, 14. Woo! Yeah. So, <laughs> we didn't really think about how we're going to, what order we're doing these in. Um, is I it mean, for who, who is probably farther off? Because, well, know. we'll have to see. Maybe, I mean, we'll have to go back. We have the, the points recorded. So, once the points actually come out, we can kind of maybe go back and recap who is the most, most far off. Well, that'll be fun too. But for today, at least, we, we probably yeah. should have decided who was going to go first. Um, I think we'll, I mean, it really doesn't. We can alternate. We, yeah, we can alternate. we can alternate. So right, Steve, I'm making you go first. Then. Tell me right. why this is worth 14 points. Why is it worth 14? So this is worth 14 points because it has, gives you a recurring force charge. That's why. Simply, simple. That's all. That's the only reason why a recurring force point is generally worth about like 12 points. I think the cheapest one is that I can think of is like nine points maybe for seven sister. Um, but she has fairly i don't know she seems has seen fairly limited use um but maybe could see more so anyways i put 14 mostly because one it's giving you the force point two it is giving you a coordinate action it is a purple coordinate action but you do have the ability to coordinate stuff and it's giving you an illicit slot so it is taking up an extra crew slot but anyways that's why i put 14 i might be a little bit high there it might be but i'm but my bet is it's over 12 over 10 for sure so Anyways, that is my argument for why this is uh, 14 points, why it's a good card. I think it is a good card. It's just, it's solid and it's, it's going to be relatively expensive because of the force point, but um, we'll see how expensive. So that's fair. Well, my rubric is a little different than yours. Okay. Um, and generally is, which is, it's good. It's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes us a good relationship here. Yeah. For starters, it's double crew slot. Yeah. What are you putting this on in Scum? What's Double Crew? Is it still just Houndstooth? Um, you can put it on Falcon, I believe. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you want to take up both crew slots and the Falcon with it, but yeah. So I guess my first hit against it is I don't like I don't like Double Crew. I don't like Double Crew in almost any faction, to be honest with you. There are very few. Like it has to be so stupid good for me to do Double Crew that I don't know. Yeah. I hate illicit. I still don't think 2.0 has a good illicit, has has enough good illicit uh, upgrades to like make me care. Yeah. There's no, I really, I, it needs like <laughs> Glitter Stim. I don't know why they don't just bring Glitter Stim back. Like it wasn't a broken card. It was a decent card and it would be decent now. But I, I like the recurring force charge. Mm -hmm. I think that's a handy thing to have. I think that's good. I think purple coordinate is useless as shit. Um, I don't, I mean, I kind of like what you're saying about the Falcon, 
but I just don't want to use a force token and an action to give somebody else an action. That feels like I'm just losing a force token. And, yeah. like, if I could put it on something cheap enough and stupid enough, like, if I could put it on the escape pod, if I could put it on a, the tug-me-off tugboat, mm-hmm. jump quad jumper or whatever. Quad jumper, yeah. Quad jumper. Like, that would be a thing I could get. If I could put it on a hawk, okay, you got my attention. Mm-hmm. But, like, I got to put it on a falcon. I got to put it on a houndstooth. Yeah. I'm not wasting their actions to give somebody else an action. It's just not – that's not worth points to me. Yeah, I think the coordinate is the least useful part of the card, but for sure. Yeah, second, a close second is the uh, the illicit slot on there, and I think the cost of a double crew, maybe the cost of a double crew will keep it from being expensive. Maybe they justify making it like eight. Maybe, but I knocked eight is probably where it deserves to be for gameplay. Okay, mm-hmm. I knocked the full six points off. Because remember when Maul got cut in half? Yeah. Remember that time? Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago, yes, I know. Yes, He got cut in half. He did get cut in like, half. No, no, no. We're bringing it back to life. And we're all like, well, that's really fucking stupid. Like, that's <laughs> spider completely legs. Re- yeah, it's with spider legs. With robot spider legs. Guy got cut in half, but we brought him back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then in stepped, you know, Messiah 1 and Messiah 2, Filoni and, and, and that guy from The Replacements. Um, Favreau. Uh, Favreau, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, from PCU. Yes. The dude from ECU. Um, they <laughs> the stepped in and they did this yeah. this amazing arc where they brought Maul back and they made him super cool and they made him super smart and they gave him a younger brother that was cool <laughs> and they had this awesome, amazing thing where by the end of it, you were like, remember all that bitching I used to do about them cutting him in half and him not being dead? You sold me. You mm-hmm. got me. You really like sold it. Yeah. So they took Maul, pieced him back together and made him one of the most interesting characters in like the entire, like, maybe the last 10 years of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then they made him a force point with coordinate. That's some boring half-assed shit right there. <laughs> this will, is one of the most boring cards you could have possibly made from all. Like, it, this could yeah. have been anybody. This could have been a Watto card. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I for, think, like, for coordinate on a scum ship, this could have been Unkar fucking plot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were um, I think they were scared after the, after the original Maul crew. And how ubiquitous that became on, uh, especially on on Boba Fett. Um, so I think that kind of scared them a little bit, and maybe why maybe why they made this mall so bland, and also may, why they made him too crew, so he couldn't go on Boba Fett. <laughs> but I wouldn't play him on Boba Fett anyway. Well, well, yeah. I mean, the extra force point is cool. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, I mean, if the, just... yeah, I mean, if, if people would have played him on Boba Fett for sure, like if he was only one, you know, if he was cheap enough and he was only one crew. Just so, for the force point. I don't know. Because like, nobody... I, I, I hate him. I think yeah. he, he will be... I will complain about him. He'll be the second most complaint you'll hear to me tonight. Okay. But, I mean, you might be right. He might be stupid expensive, but he's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... He'll I, be stupid expensive because they're afraid of him being good or interesting, which is not how I like my cards. Yeah. I, I, th- I think... Actually, as I look at this, I think he'll be cheaper than 14... But I don't. I think that was. But he will be more expensive than you think he should be, just because he adds a force point. I think he'll be at least eight. He could be as much as ten. Yeah. But like I said, I'm still knocking off points for being dull as dishwater. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's move on to the next card here. Uh, we've got Rook Cast uh, Scum Crew, as adds a uh, a red target lock action. 
after you perform a red action, you may gain one strain token. While you perform an attack, if you are strained, you may change one of your blank or focus results to a hit. So you have to do a red action. You have to get strained. And you, you get to turn one die for free into a hit or crit. It's giving you that, that red action. Did, um, did you say points yet? I have not said points yet. I'm just kind of oh. reading it out oh. loud here. All right. Well, oh, this one we were much closer on. Okay. So this time um, uh, you put four and I put five. So you got to explain why you don't like it and you're going to go first this time. Okay. This one's going to be a hard one because I actually don't not like this. I just don't. I don't love it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think the the red action thing is really good because I'm pretty sure you're in some way. No, I'd say why I don't like it. Mm, okay, okay. Um, I could do a cop out here and say I don't like strained or depleted because I always forget which one's which, but that would be. Yeah, strain strain is losing your losing an evade die. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, hmm. Steve, I'm gonna make you go first in this one because I have to think about this. Okay, that's fine. So. Um, I think it's a, it's a solid card. You can put it on, you know, any, any crew carrier and you're going to get, you know, you're going to get that, that free die that, because it's a blank or, or a focus result into a hit, which is really solid if you're, you know, as long as you're strained. Now, the downside obviously is having to be both stressed and strained in order to do it. <laughs> um, well, I guess not necessarily because that is a separate paragraph. So you really just have to be strained. So theoretically, you know, you could get strained some other way and, and you could still have, um, and you could have this ability go off. Like you could fly over uh, gas clouds. Oh no, you don't get strained for those anymore. Never mind. <laughs> Change the rules for that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, make my job too easy. Yeah. 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 So anyways, you know, I, I think I'm going to end up probably agreeing a little bit more with Joe on this card. I just put five down cause it, it is a pretty good dice mod. I just feel like it's a little, it's probably a little too much work to get to it. Um, but anyways, that's, that's my I, assessment. I, I think my shit talking on this one's going to be brief and, and sort of pointed. I think I want, I think the type of ship I really want this on is not a crew carrier. Cause mm -hmm. I think where I'm at on it, like I really want it on a Fang fighter. Yeah. Like if this were like the pilot ability of a Fang fighter, it yes. might be like one of my favorite ones ever. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's because I have Fang Fighter on the brain because that's what this this set is. But, mm -hmm. like, I really – I don't know. It's like I don't feel like I can put this on Boba Fett because Boba Fett doesn't want a strain token. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't know that I can put this on – I don't think it's good enough on a Hawk. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty good on, like – I actually kind of like it on a, uh, a Hound's Tooth if that's playable in any way, shape, or form. I think it could be okay in a Hound's Tooth. That was what I, I was kind of leaning towards. I'd have to see the I'd have to see the action bar. I think it's supposed to just go on a um, gauntlet fighter. Uh -huh. they, they're they're a crew carrier, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that hits hard enough where you probably do want this, and they have a ton of life. If I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So maybe you're okay having a strain. Yes. So I I actually I'm gonna go with it. Just doesn't quite go on enough of the things <coughs> I want it on. Mm -hmm. Like. There's things I think would be perfect on, like if this if this ability were like a uh, pilot talent or a uh, character, uh, uh, a pilot's ability. Mm -hmm. God, that'd be so good. Yeah. And on a crew, it's just not quite what I want. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this one was definitely built for the gauntlet, and I think the gauntlet's gonna have yeah. some stuff is gonna is the type of chassis that this can work on. 
and it's got some interesting stuff with it. So, so that's that I think is what this is really this is really pointed at. But is she related to Jodo Cast? Is that a thing? Uh, I'm not sure. Jodo Cast was badass in Star Star Wars CCG. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. He Very was, possible. He may have been better in Boba Fett in that game. The Jodo, uh, Jodo Cast was a Mandalorian. Yeah yeah yeah. A whole bunch of people are like dropping their sodas, listening like bullshit. Bullshit. Like maintenance cost Boba Fett is like, yeah, but I mean all the other Boba Fett's Jodo cast might actually be better. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one here. Um right. this By one By the way, I already like this better than what we used to do these before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's way better. Right? It's a little more Everybody go back yeah. if you download all of our other podcasts that have spoiler episodes, just just delete that shit. <laughs> forgot we did that. Yeah. All Sorry, right. Carlos. Next up we've got oh, and we'll get him on this eventually too. So um, Does it work with three people? Oh yeah, I guess the person in the middle doesn't have to say anything. Yeah, whoever's in the middle just gets gets a free gets a hall pass. Gets to sit there and judge us. Yeah, just, just he, the whoever comes in the middle can come in the end and judge who who's right. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I like you like that. that. Yeah, yeah. All right, like being right. So uh, next up, we've got Savage Opress. Um, you put down a seven, I put down a ten. So I'm gonna Damn. take the good side for this one again, but um. So Savage Opress is scum or separatist crew. Uh, it adds a recurring force point. After a friendly ship in your front arc at range 1 to 2 gains a stress or strain token, you may spend one force. If you do, that ship gains one focus token. So, um, all right, you want to go first on this one or shall I? I'll go first. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really feeling like it's a design paradigm from amg or ffg you know, the latter days of ffg whoever actually designed this stuff i think this stuff was out. the lot was amongst the last stuff that ffg actually designed okay well somebody in somebody in charge decided that that every ability had to be have to have a range penalty and be directional mm-hmm. and i really don't like that i think that adds too much too much I don't think that's as much about maneuvering as they think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's about like fiddliness at that point. You know what I mean? It's really kind of crossed the line from being, I, I you think know, you have they're... to fly in formation to, to you have to fly in this specific formation that we told you to do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't find it as interesting or entertaining. I don't mind it as much when it applies to enemy ships. It's more, much more annoying when it's a, a, a friendly ship ability. Yeah, I think you're right on that one, too, because for me, what that does is it means you have to fly your own list in a specific way, which yeah. just means you practiced it and you're more predictable and you're a little more boring. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if it's your enemy ship, at least he has some some agency to, to not to be in it. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. To, to not be where you're, he's not going to get reamed. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that better. So I'm going to give this one a knock. because It's it's a knock at power level, too. Anytime you have a range penalty and yes. a what arc you have to be out of, it's a little harder to pull this off. Yeah. To be honest with you, gaining a stress and strain, I don't. To stress or strain. Yeah, so that's not terrible, but yeah. the strain, I'm not sure the focus tokens is good at that point. Mm-hmm. You're rolling fewer defend dice. It's not bad, but it's not yeah. great. Depends on the so, ship, but yeah. So you're right. I probably have him below the amount of. He's probably below the point cost that it costs to just get a force token. But I think force tokens are like. Potai turrets. I think they're yeah. completely overpriced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll be, um, and that's why I put ten on this. So like, like I put fourteen on Maul up there. I think partially because I was probably overestimating the coordinate when I did the points, but I, but it also does add like a, an illicit slot, which can be useful. I don't think this ability is really you're going to ever use it. I think this is this is kind of like this is pretty similar to 
uh, Seven Sisters crew ability. Um, you're just never going to use it. And um, I mean, maybe every once in a while it'll happen and you may use it. But for the most part, you're, you're going to use this almost never. So you're basically just paying for the force point at that point. So, yeah. And you're um, paying for the, the right to use the force point to do something that's probably not as good as having a force point. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if you looked at this as a division of labor sort of thing, right? Like you're probably playing, let's assume that your 10 is correct. You're probably paying seven for the force point yeah. and three for the ability. So would you use the seven points to get the three? <clears throat> no, mm -hmm. then you're just wasting three. Yeah. I know that's, that, that may not make sense to other people, but that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm paying points for something I'm never going to use. Mm -hmm. If you could just take that away, quit wasting my time. Mm -hmm. That'd be brilliant. But. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But it does give another way to get a force point on a few different ships, um, you know, in the scum faction and in the separatist faction. So it's, that's the other thing, too, is that it's a little bit more versatile than uh, Maul up there because Maul was for scum only. Well, I mean, you know, in, so. in fairness, he probably goes with separatist Maul. He's probably the guy that gives yeah. them a force point so they can do the, the gunner ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a pretty good one to stick on uh, on on that. It's thematic, model. and I yeah. do like thematic, so, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe. Maybe. All right, moving on. Um, we have Prime Minister Almec, um, which is a double-sided card. And uh, this one, Joe put him down as four. I put him down as two, so I get to... I get to Fuck. Yeah. I get to All take right. the, the, the position. <laughs> the lower position. <laughs> well, you get to power bottom this one. I get to power bottom this one. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we've got Prime Minister Almec. Um, he's Republic or Scum. And he's a crew card. Uh, set up, equip the side face up. After a friendly ship at range zero to two reveals a white maneuver. If it has no green tokens, it may gain one stress token to gain one calculate token. During the end phase, if you have two or more stress tokens, flip this card. Um, on the other side is Almec, Maul's puppet. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 fully executes a red maneuver, that ship may perform a calculate or focus action on its action bar, even while stressed. Okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take first. All right, you go, you go first. I mean, it's super easy to proc this thing, right? Like, basically, you just do, do two white maneuvers at the beginning of the game, and it flips? Uh, yes. Yes. So but, yep. really, there's like no front side to this card. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of where I'm going. The with front it. side is really just there to force you to to take a, two turns to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, you know, what are you doing with those two turns anyway? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I guess you have two turns and you you are going to be stressed, so you kind of you have a couple more turns removing this stuff. I guess I don't know. Um, and the backside's not terrible i mean i'm assuming that they mean for this to be put on on the gauntlet fighter I mean, mm -hmm. that's just how i i view this yeah and it does have the sit there and do nothing yep it does have like, it, stop. Has the, it has the zero stop like being able to do the zero stop and getting a focus mm -hmm. it's not terrible yep um frankly one of the things that's really interesting about this too is it's not once per turn there's no recurring charge on this mm -hmm. so technically any friendly ship at zero to two doing a red maneuver yeah. could be several ships. Yes. Like that could be your whole squad K turning. Yeah. And getting focus is doing it. Yep. That's not terrible. No, it's not. I'd pay four for that. Okay. Um, and the extra bonus points I put on this 
were because I just watched Legend of the Hidden Temple, mm-hmm. and I assume this was that Olmec, but apparently it's not. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed, but you know, yeah, you know, nostalgia's like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't like the reason I didn't really I didn't really like this card, and it really is all about the front side. Um, it felt like, uh, you know, you're doing, you're basically, you have to double stress yourself to get to the point where you can use this card. So going into the, so if you, if you start the game off and do your two white maneuvers, take your stress to gain, you know, whatever gainer calculates, which really all you're doing is just gaining stress to flip the card. So once you've done that, you're on the third round before you can start clearing stress. And the third round is, I mean, if you're not already in some form of combat in the second round, you're almost definitely in some form form of combat in the third round. So you're going into that third round with no action, basically. You're, you're just having to clear stress. And you can't really even use the ability at that point because you can't use the ability until you can use a red maneuver. So you, you're basically spending four turns to get... So you can't use the... You can't use Almec's... Maul's puppet side until until the fifth turn, which no, 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 not necessarily because it is a friendly ship. Well, yeah, you can use it for other friendlies, yes, but but it's it. Most people are going to be using this for. Like, I feel like he'd be good on a like sinker and some sort of weird sinker swarm. Yeah, yeah, like so that you know your your little numpties can like K turn around and get a focus mm-hmm. and yeah. the reroll from sinker or something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like there's some kind of build there. This sounds like a Travis card. Um, yeah, I could I could actually see it on that. And like and like I don't hate the card. I just think yeah. I just think that you know you're probably going to be that that particular restriction at least using it for for itself. So like in in like your example of putting it on like a gauntlet, you yeah. know that gauntlet isn't going to be able to use it for five turns basically. So it's another time I I want it in a different faction. Like I'd really like to see it on like a um some sort of like a resistance thing that could do stupid tricks with all their crew that are like I don't care yeah. how stressed we are. Yeah. Run backwards. Like that, that, like it feels like it goes on Republic Transport. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like scooch backwards, get a focus. Yeah, scooch backwards, get a focus. Mm-hmm. But sadly, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but it'll be. I mean, I think I could see it. Like, like what you said, you know, I could see it being kind of an interesting, useful thing on on uh, Sinker or on uh, Warthog in the Republic. Yep. Um, like that could be pretty cool. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and, the, and and for that purpose, I kind of hope it's not too expensive because then it's kind of hard to it's hard to get on there because you don't have a lot of points left over. I do like that it's not directional too. Yes, it's, it's a zero to two without having to be in a specific arc, which it feels like they're shying away from doing that anymore. Yeah. So I kind of like that you get that for once. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah. So my downside for the card really is just that it takes so long to get to use it for the carrier. Um, yeah. But if you have it in a if you do have it in a swarm like a sinker swarm or something like that, you could actually maybe get to use get a it. a lot of value out you of it. You could get more value out of it, yeah. So, And not the same guy for Legends of the Hidden Temple. No, not the same guy. The, pic- the first picture kind of looks like it. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's move on to Previsla. Uh, it's another scum, uh, scum or Separatist crew. Uh, he adds a white coordinate action to your action bar. Uh, and then while you perform a coordinate action, you can choose a friendly crew remote instead of another friendly ship. So I'm, I'm assuming this is supposed to be pointed directly at those new like uh, 
like the Mandalorian the Death Watch tr- Death Watch troopers or whatever you can drop now or that will be in these packs. So that's probably specifically what this ability is for. Um, so you can choose the remotes instead of a, another friendly ship, and instead of performing an action, that remote relocates uh, forward using a one hard left or right or two straight template. Um, all right, so Joe gave it a three. I gave it an eight. Um, so Joe, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. Though. Okay. Um, this card is being judged based on a lot of other outside factors, right? Mm-hmm. For me, at least. For starters, I feel terrible putting Previsla at three points because in Destiny, he's just chef's kiss, just a baller. I played mm-hmm. him in a tournament, played him in two tournaments recently, and just just does work for me. Yeah. So sorry, Pre, that I'm busting your chops in this game. Um, I don't know how good the remotes are going to be, and I think that's a huge question mark as to how many points this guy is or is worth. Yeah. Because I think he's really designed for that. I have been playing a lot of action efficiency in finger quotes kind of lists in X-Wing and mm-hmm. as much as I've been playing X-Wing lately. And I'm not loving them. So like anything that gives just one ship a coordinate isn't really blowing my skirt up because mm-hmm. I really just feel like I don't feel like you're gaining that much. Like I've been playing a lot of interesting lists that do action efficiency things and it feels like by the end of the day I'm really really getting marginal use out of them. Mm-hmm. And that's in, that's in lists that are gaining actual action gain i still don't feel like i'm getting that much out of them so anything that just simply trades out taking my action and giving it to some other ship i just don't i'm not feeling it yeah that's where i'm at on that i don't i don't feel like coordinate's that good right now yeah i don't i feel like x i I feel like coordinate was better towards the end of 1.0 or in a different world where you played primarily two to three ship lists Mm -hmm. where somebody was in the scrum one turn and the other guys weren't Whereas I feel like 2.0 is a, a more more bodies, more health total, more defense dice, more attack dice world. Yeah. So I don't feel like there's an, as many aces to coordinate that absolutely needed as there used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I'm, that's why I'm down on coordinate conceptually right now. That's why Pre is taking some shit. Okay. All right. So I have it up there at eight. Um, and, I, and I may be a little high on this one too, actually. But the... The main reason is really like it's just a straight up white coordinate. And we've seen it before. We've seen before where ships, you know, giving ships coordinate, just like straight up coordinate is can be pretty powerful. So you can throw this and especially because it's it's this can be used in scum. Because you can put this on a on like a quad jumper, which is cheap enough. Sure. Um that you that you can throw it on a quad jumper and make and, and, and then have a quad jumper that's coordinating out there instead of because no, normally like oh, I do take, like, like that, yeah. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. Normally you would take an escape craft, right? Just to grab an, just to get having a in scum to have a cheap ship with a coordinate. But I would rather have a quad jumper with a coordinate um, instead. So that's the only reason I, I think it'll be higher. Um, Does Severus have anything that can reasonably? I mean, crew that would coordinate. I feel like uh, no. Not really. I mean, you could. I don't I mean, know. You're what, not doing it on the fire spray. You're not going to run it on the fire spray. You're not really probably going to want to run out an infiltrator now. They don't have. I can't think of anything sm- they have that's small that has a, that can carry a crew. Sure. Um, I'm not super. I mean, separatist is the stuff I got to pay attention to the least. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. see fire spray. I don't know. They, I don't know. They oh, have the, HM, coordinate the HMP can take it. So that really? could be a possibility. 
yeah, at least one of the HMP models can take it That's and take a crew. Um, yeah, but like I said, I hate talking shit about him because he has won me some Destiny games, let me tell you. Yeah. He starts with a free Darksaber. Yeah, oh, that's nice. That seems good. Yeah. So uh, the other thing too is that like tactical officer is like is three points right now, and like tactical officer only turns a red coordinate action into a white coordinate action, and that's all it does. It doesn't even have it doesn't yeah, have any so, other ability. Yeah. So that would um, be a difficult sell. Yeah. So I definitely feel like it's going to be a little more exp- on the expensive side, probably five to six at least. Um, but regardless. Um, just just having a free coordination, and mo- like I said, mostly just in the scum faction. I think is gonna it, it'll 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 be more useful. Um, so, and we'll see how good those remotes are. I mean, maybe those remotes are really good, and this ability along with those remotes is really good. So, you know, that could be that could be a thing. Um. All right. This, this next one's gonna be interesting. Yeah. 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 All right. Up next, we have Tal Merrick. Um, so (laughs) this one is a setup. This is a scum, or I'm sorry, separatist crew card, uh, set up before placing forces, choose one enemy ship and assign the false friend condition to it. And it has an action on it. Uh, action. If the false friend condition is not assigned to any ship to an enemy ship, assign it to an enemy ship in your front arc at range zero to two. Uh, the false friend condition says that during the system phase, if any, if an enemy ship with the Tal Merrick upgrade is at range 0 to 2, or an enemy remote is at range 0 to 2, flip your dial face up. And it also has an action on it. It says gain one deplete token and one stress token to discard this condition. So, um, yeah, you can you can get it out there. You can, you know, I'm, like, it's... Uh, I put okay. Joe, no, put f- I'm, la- I'm laughing because I put more than you. God, I don't have a single nice thing. To- I was afraid to bid low I know, on this one. I know. I, I felt like there was haterade coming if I if I just shit talk this one too much. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so Joe put four. I put zero. Um, and the reason I put zero is because this card will be insta banned. Uh, because it's a because it's a a flip a dial flipper. So um, we basically don't have to even care about it because it flips dials. Does that mean I have to say anything nice about it? No, nope. we can it. we can just skip right over it because oh fuck yeah because it because it, it it flips dials and it's what they've said from what they've said they're gonna ban any card that flips dials. Today was a good day. Although yeah. I do like that I, I I do like that as soon as I saw this card I messaged Steve I was like I thought we were doing dial flip game I was like yeah insta ban down a rifle I was like oh yeah yeah You're doing a lot of good work over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on here. We're going to move on to, uh, this is one of the pilots for uh, the Gauntlet. This is an Imperial pilot. Um, and we'll go ahead and read off all the stats for the Gauntlet, too, and kind of go over the Gauntlet a little bit. Um, yes. Is this the only Gauntlet we see today? Um, I think that's the only pilot that I have in this particular list. We'll, okay. we'll get some, there were some more pilots spoiled, I'll, I'll and we'll grab we'll more of them and do do more of them later. Yeah. Oh, good. Have fun. It's a good yeah. game. So, good game. all right. Uh, Captain Hark um, is, in a, like I said, an Imperial Gauntlet Fighter. Uh, the Gauntlet Fighter itself has... God, he is Imperial. Yep. I didn't even see that. Yep. The Gauntlet Fighter itself has a, a three forward attack, a two rear attack, has two evade dice, it has nine hull, and it has two shields. It has a white focus action, it has a red reinforce action, it has a white uh, lock action, and it has a red coordinate action. Um, so it's a pretty stout stout ship um it also has we also have the dial here 
So it has a, a red stop. It has a blue uh, one bank. It has white two hard, uh, blue two bank, uh, blue two straight. It's got a red three hard, a red th or a white three bank, and a white three straight, and a white four straight. So it's a uh, not too dissimilar a dial from a um, from a lambda shuttle. Um, it's actually you know it's a little better because you get the white um, too hard. Uh, is it, really these gauntlets I actually think are pretty similar to to um, lambda shuttles, um, but just better because they have a little more health, and um, also because of the pivot, um, the swivel wing abilities, which we'll talk about later. Um, that was another uh, you know kind of part of the ship, but um, anyways, so uh captain hark himself says after you reveal a stop maneuver um if you are equipped with swivel wings down you must execute a bank one left or right side slip maneuver of the same difficulty instead after you execute that maneuver you must flip swivel wings down so you go into the swivel wings up position so uh joe re must really hate this card because he put negative 62 um <laughs> that's not a typo no I, so I was about to ask but i was like i don't think it's oh a typo. no no yeah. absolutely not yeah yeah um Steve, I put, what did you put if I, you want to talk about it i'm gonna i'm gonna chew a bunch of oxygen afterwards so okay all right i put 56 um and that's mostly just because i think these things are gonna land price wise somewhere in between the lambdas and like an epsilon shuttle and the in the first order faction price wise um you know they have almost as much health as an Upsilon. Um, they have more uh, evade dice. Uh, two evade dice is actually pretty ridiculous on these things um, with 11 health. And then um, they have the same, you know, attack profile basically as an Upsilon with the three out the front and the two out the back. Um, so they don't have the four. As a Lambda, right? Or as a Lambda, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the Upsilons obviously only have the four out the front, but that four die gun is a big gun. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, so you're paying a little extra for that four die gun on those ships. Um, but anyways, that's kind of why I, I think that's going to land where they're, they're landing. Um, this guy is pretty interesting because he can side slip. Um, and so, so basically instead of doing a stop maneuver and just spinning like, um, with the other, uh, like with the, uh, the swivel wings, he can actually do a side slip maneuver, which is pretty, pretty rad for that, this big of a ship. Uh, to be able to do that. So anyways, that's, I, I got him at 56. I think it's pretty solid. Um, you know, there's a, it's going to be hard to say like, you know, it's a, a lot, a lot of this is going to end up being kind of somewhat cost dependent and like this kind of a crew carrier is kind of a support ship that you're going to have, in, especially in Imperial. Um, it really just depends on where he lands points wise with, uh, compared to other similar type things that you might, might run. But, um, I like the ability on face value. So, all right, Joe. Why do you I hate this so much? Fucking hate this ability. Uh -huh. I hate it. Actually, Steve, let's do a thing real quick. So, the image right underneath there is the dial, right? Yeah. What does it say in the middle of the dial? GTF. That's how I feel about it. I think I should get the fuck out. <laughs> um, I I read this thing's ability. I had to reference both sides of the swivel wing, mm -hmm. and then I had to go to the rules reference on Yasb 2.0 to see what the fuck a side slip was, because I assume they just renamed something they already had. 
But they did not. It's a whole new stupid fucking maneuver that I need to learn how it works that I won't be able to, yeah. I don't want to, and I don't like. Well, the side slip mechanic came with yeah, so uh, the Yes, if you tell HRPs. the audience what that is, I'm going to take my headphones off for a second. <laughs> and if you could just nod slightly when you're done. The uh, side slip mechanic came along with the, the HMPs. So that's a, it's an ability they have that in order to move horizontally as opposed to uh, forward, just forward only. Um, it's basically similar to decloaking um, with a phantom, but uh, is a maneuver instead of a, uh, instead of like a barrel roll. So uh, that's it. Nodding away. Oh, good. So I can come back now? Yeah. I didn't listen to any of that, Steve. I don't give a fuck. I know. I don't want more. I don't want more advanced maneuvers. I don't want. I don't want more different ways to try to figure out how ships move. I am sick of that shit. I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I would get rid of all of that shit. It would all be gone if I were if I ran the zoo. Yeah. Um. So that makes me angry. I don't like double side. I don't like double sided configurations. Uh-huh. I don't like it when the X-Wing has it. I don't like when the B-Wing has it. I don't like any of that. It's a bunch of text. It's a wall of fucking text Yeah. that I can't remember which side you're on or how it matters or what it does. I'm not memorizing both of them. I'm not walking over to the other side of the table to figure it out every time. Mm-hmm. I am sick of everything that this ship does. Mm-hmm. I also think red reinforced just sucks and you're never going to use it. And I just talked shit about white coordinate. So how do you think I feel about red coordinate? <laughs> yeah. On a ship this big. Yeah. So, without the ability on this ship, I would probably say 56 points sounds totally reasonable. I would never ever play this ship. Uh, if I saw it on the other side of the table, there's a real good chance I'd go to the parking lot for sandwiches. <laughs> I hate this ship. Like, okay. Like, like a fat kid hates a treadmill. <laughs> All right. So, um, also along with the ship, you know, it has the swivel wing thing, which is... Um, Basically the same thing as I think it's basically the same thing as the pivot wing on the U-wing um, ship uh, for configuration. So, um, you know, I'm assuming that this is probably just going to be a free upgrade that just or free thing. Like they've made pretty much all the configurations free. I don't know if they did that for the pivot wing, but I, I'm assuming they did. Um, so I suppose I can check. Let's see. The U-Wing, yeah, Pivot Wing, zero points. So my guess is that this is going to be a zero point um, on here. And it looks like it is pretty much the same ability. Um, I just, was... Man, I just don't... Uh, we'll talk about this a little more during the shout-outs. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll swivel wing back around to this during yeah. the, uh, the shout-outs. Yes. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the swivel wing is after you execute a zero maneuver, you may rotate your ship 90 or 180 degrees. If you do, you must flip this card. Um, and then on the upside, when you when you have it flipped over, um, while you defend, you roll one fewer defense die. After you fully execute a non-stationary maneuver, you may flip this card. So, basically, you have to move forward in order to uh, flip the card back over. I do kind of like how it's only one defend die, though. It's like, hey, you're basically now uh, the broadside of a barn. Yeah. It's like... Oh, that seems really bad. It's like, nah, one defense style. You're like, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you are kind of a target. Like, look at that picture and tell me you couldn't hit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a, it's it is, a carnival game. They would just hand you the fucking press. It is quite the targeting profile it, it gives mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So. Wait, the silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, it's, you know, I think this ship is going to be pretty solid. And I think this, 
um, you know, I know, you know, we used to see a fair bit of U-wing play and the pivot, uh, the pivot wing ability on that was fucking annoying. So I'm sure this will be just as annoying. So, <laughs> um, especially with a ship that has about like a forward and rear arc as opposed to just a forward arc like the U-wing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good, but we'll see. One, one thing I will say though, is that, I mean, if it's, it depends on which factions. Or do we know which factions are getting this? It's uh, pretty much everything, right? Everybody except First Order and Resistance is getting a gauntlet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say that one of the things the U-Thing had going for it was just that that Rebel has some of the best crew in the game. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. every faction has a good crew at that point, I guess. Um, yeah. It was also just because Cassian, straight up. I mean, Cassian was, like, ridiculously good i mean still is but he's just you know expensive now but um cassian was like stupid good for a long time so um all right moving on we've got uh rebel fen rao in the thing uh, spoiler fighter. alert that uh-huh. would be the farthest apart from each other that we were uh points wise oh yeah yeah by like 120 i should hope so <laughs> um i took most of my homework seriously yeah yeah all right so uh, we got rebel fen rao in the fang fighter um Joe had him at 64. I had him at 62. So, uh, would you like to go first? Oh, here, let me let me read off Fenrao here. So, it's a Fang Fighter, just like every other Fang Fighter. has the Concordia face-off, has the same uh, same chassis. Um, but Fenrao's ability is different. He is still a 6. Um, before a friendly ship at range 1 to 2 engages, if there is an enemy ship in its front arc at range 1, that friendly ship may remove one non-lock red token. Um... All right, you want to go first, Joe? Man, I just I feel like this is exactly how Fang Fighters want to fly. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a a Rebel list that is Fang Fighters, or yeah. you know three of them and something else or some somehow. And I think they're going to live and die by basically using their linked action to booster barrel into range one shots and taking a focus action. Mm-hmm. And Fenrao is just going to take that red that red one right off of you. Yeah, and I think they're that's <clears throat> going to be how they fly. Yeah, like I think. I think they built an ability on this guy that is purposely suited to his play style. Yeah. Do I think it's quite as, or I think it'll be quite as expensive as the, like add an extra, you know, the five die range one attack. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think it's still pretty damn good. Yeah. And actually I'm, I'm, I'm in kind of the same ballpark as you on this. I think it's, uh, no, Steve, you have to talk shit. You went lower. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I put lower and uh, because I do think that obviously this ability is um, it's good, but it's nowhere near as good as Scum Fenrau's ability. Scum Fenrau's ability is just, you know, disgustingly good, which is why he's like, what, a full 10 points more than the next closest Fang. Um, yeah, he did make it hard for me to price out the rest of people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the main thing that I think is a problem. It's a, it is a solid ability. It's weird because it's a it's more of a support ability, um, which is weird yeah. for Fenrau. And it's also directional range, which mm-hmm. just I feel like we're going to be looking at that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's, what they're going to do. That's the that's and that's my other problem with it too is that it's fully a support ability. It's not zero to two; it's one to two, which means yeah. Fen cannot use it on himself, um, which I think is problematic to it. Now, I think you're basically just paying for a six Fang for an I six Fang. Yeah. Um, that you know may and, and like you said i think in, in a in maybe a four ship you know four fang kind of swarm thingy um 
it could it could be good, you know, with enough of the other fangs. And, I, and actually, some of these other fangs down here are pretty pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um. So if he's cheap enough that you can actually pair him with some of this other stuff down here, then yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty good. But, um. But yeah, just just on on, on the whole, this is a worse ability than Scumfen. So that's why I put it at sixty two. Yeah. 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 Uh, at what point are you going to admit that you just knocked off points for him being a ginger? Is he a ginger? Fenrir? Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, I, 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 that had nothing to do with it. Uh, uh, huh? But, huh. yeah. So you say. So you say. <laughs> so you say. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move on to the next Fang pilot here. Uh, it's Bodica Venge. And uh, Joe had a Bodica at 57. I had it at 60. Um, so after another friendly ship defends, if you are not depleted, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the attacker. If you do, after performing that attack, gain a deplete token. Um, and it's an I-4. So, uh, all right, I'll go first on this one. Um, I th I mean, it's just a bonus attack, right? How can you go wrong with a bonus attack? I don't think it's a super hard one to pull off. I, I think the biggest problem with it is that, uh, and this is like, this is like, a universal problem to any card that triggers off of another friendly ship defending is that people They'll are just going to shoot you first. your ass first. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the universal problem with it, but it is, I think a pretty good ability. Um, it's a bonus, it's a bonus attack. And if you can use him as a, a flanker um, or, or kind of keep him like further back in a fight just to make him a very unattractive shot, um, getting free bonus, you can get some some free bonus attacks, and the deplete comes in afterwards, and it it's really easy few, to get rid of. It's one of the few bonus shots they'll give you that's modifiable. Yeah, it's it's modifiable. Um, you gain your deplete afterwards, um, which is so it's really easy to yeah, so get rid of that. Yeah, it's really easy to get rid of. It's not as great if you're doing this on. Um, let's see, after you perform that attack, then gain. Nah, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, but regardless, like you know. You're doing this. You can get rid of it. You can get rid of the deplete pretty easily because you're going to be, you know, you can move and you do that blue maneuver and get rid of it the next turn. This is a ship that's got good blues that uses them a lot. Um, so I think it it pairs pretty well with the ship and the ship abilities. So um, I, I like Bodica. I think it's a pretty solid ship. I think I think you'll I think you'll see him out there. Joe. Yeah, I got to talk some shit about it. I guess uh, the simple answer would be that I don't like deplete tokens, which I mm -hmm. being consistent about. It, I previously mentioned that. Uh, but actually, in this case, I don't think that means anything because mm -hmm. I don't think you're shooting again before that matters. Um, so to say something bad about him, man. Um, I could piggyback on he's probably going to get the hate first. This is going to sound <coughs> weird because I had to put him where I, where I put him. I have to talk shit about him based on what I concluded his point cost is going to be. But what if I told you I think that he's actually probably going to be higher? I think they're going to look at a, a bonus attack and probably jack up his point cost beyond where he belongs. Like, I mm -hmm. think he belongs at 57. Yeah. But what I'm going to say about him is I bet he comes in in the mid-60s. Yeah. I bet he's almost as expensive as Fen Rao. Mm-hmm. Because I think they'll be afraid of a three-die modifiable bonus attack. Yeah. So, like, while I, while I honestly think he deserves to be 57, I think he'll be much more than that. Yeah. At least it's not a cop out. That's what I think they're actually gonna do. Yeah, I think they're gonna fuck with him. Yeah. So, all right. A lot of f bombs. This, yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of f bombs. It's cold down here, man. 
I'm like getting my northern roots on here. <laughs> All right, next up we got uh, Dirk Uladin. Dirk. Dirk. Dirk Uladin. Dirks. Uh, so Dirk Uladin, another Fang pilot, he's an Initiative Three. Um, it says after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your front arc at range one. Um, Joe, you got him at 57. I got Dirk at 54. So you want to go first? Actually, I think I know what you're going to say too. But again, I think it comes down to, I think for these Fang fighters that really kind of understood what the play style for this type of ace is, uh -huh. giving them an action, giving them special abilities that really play off it. Yeah. Like, I think you're going to, I think you're going to boost and or barrel roll into a focus. Mm -hmm. That's your red action. And then you're going to get a free lock. Yeah. And that's just how you're going to fly him. I think he's going to be fucking stupid good. Yeah. Like, I actually think, now granted, <coughs> three, so they're probably going to move after him. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be like Predator against two two initiative ships. Yeah. He's just going to move exactly where he wants to be. He's going to be range one. He's going to be focused already locked on you. Yeah. All the time. And I, you're going to hate it. Yeah. And I actually I actually like this ship. So I'm going to have a hard time coming up with bad things. But And the other thing I will say about the kind of good thing about being a three is that he gets to move um, on higher initiative stuff and, and make and he knows he can get that range one front arc to get that yeah. lock um so he he knows that he can do um you know he can go do like a, a too hard barrel roll and get himself a lock on something you know too hard to barrel roll focus he's either gonna you know he's either he's probably gonna be in the way yeah um and it just pairs it just it definitely pairs incredibly well with the linked actions on this ship you know with oh, the yeah. focus and you know, the barrel roll and boost into that red focus. And then also your barrel roll and boosting into a focus target lock. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So yeah. um, I, I really, the only negative thing I have to say about the card I will, is that it's a, only a three. But actually, yeah. I actually think in a weird way that helps it. Um, just plus, of the plus way the I think works. he moves out in front of Fen and you get some good synergy with Fen's ability from that. Yeah, for sure. Because he moves ahead of Fen, like he's going to go, you're going to know where he ends up. You're going to be able to use Fen's ability on yeah. Triggers when. Oh, that's when they engage. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. But I, yeah, it's just they they seem to have pinpointed how these ships are supposed to fly and mm -hmm. built them for it. Yeah. And I think it's a really smart design. Mm -hmm. No, I, I actually I like all of these fangs. So, all right. The uh, next one we got up here is the um, Clan Ren Volunteer. Uh, this is a generic, but it's a two pip, so you can you can only run two of these. Um, it's a three initiative, uh, so it matches up here with Dirk. 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 And it says, while you perform an attack at range one, if the attack, if the speed of your revealed maneuver matches that of a friendly ship at range one, you may re-roll one attack die. Um, you put 45, I put 50. Uh, so uh, I will, I'll go first on this one. I think... Um, I really like this this ability, like, because I'm, I'm I'm just seeing a situation where you're running like two of these clan run volunteers and Dirk and uh and Fenrau, like together, you know, like that that's like that's kind of like your quad build. And actually, I probably priced this too expensive to make that even possible. But you did um, two sixteen. Yeah, yeah, ex yeah, place. exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. But they like, may be preventing you from doing that. That may be you may be right. They may on be that yeah. They may they, yeah. They may be preventing me from doing this. But um, but just like having two of these together, 
at at i3 moving together doing the same maneuvers um and just getting those free rerolls as like a little like hunting pack of two ships is i just think it's pretty pretty damn awesome so that's why I, i've got it at 50 i think it will you know probably actually be cheaper than that but I, that, this is one that i was pricing <laughs> yeah, stop agreeing with me, yeah i know no. but this is when i was pricing I'm because really right. this is when i was pricing because i liked it you know what i mean not so much because i thought it was actually gonna be 50 i i'm gonna go with i'm, I'm not really gonna shit talk it but i'm gonna say it's gonna be difficult and new for people to take two ships and fly them exactly the same like, uh -huh. i can't think of a good example of I mean, they're like tie swarms, obviously, and stuff. But like, when do you ever take like two ships and fly them as a pair? Yeah, it's kind of a new concept for people. I think it's going to be more difficult to fly than maybe we we're originally thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I put it lower. I think that's, I think that's a new playstyle they're introducing that will be very interesting. Yeah, but because people aren't used to it and probably will not be good at it yet, <clears throat> I think it's lower. Well, the interesting thing is that it is only the speed that has to match. Yeah, they can so, do a different. Bank, so you can yeah. do a bank or a hard turn or whatever, or even like like on these ships, you know, you've got um, talent rolls, so they can each talent roll like a different direction, um, and still get their ability. Although if they're talent rolling, I guess if unless they cross, they could like cross over each other and go different directions, but they still the need fact to be that in range. We're talking one. about this means it's going to be a little weird at first. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like the idea of that's uh, of this ability. So, um, Steve, you getting more wine out of the fridge? What is that back there? Hmm? Oh no, that's that's my wife getting more wine out of the fridge. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Florida woman strikes again. <laughs> All right. So the uh, next thing up is the gauntlet, and oh man, we got a tie. Got a tie. We both put We're six. Both say something mediocre about it. We, yeah. <laughs> so this is the uh, the gauntlet uh, title ship title. Uh, it says uh, for this can be used on Republic separatists or separatist gauntlet fighters only. Um, so there's going to be a, a bunch of different gauntlet titles depending on factions and whatnot. But this is Republic or separatist faction. Um, so in the, this particular one gives you uh, two non-recurring charges. And it says, during the system phase, you may spend one charge to repair one face-up ship damage card, and it adds a crew slot. Uh, we both put six points. I don't know. Just say whatever you want to say about it, Joe. Um, the fact that it's a non-action to get rid of a damage card on a ship that has nine... Pardon me. Nine hull? Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yes. Adding a crew slot when, obviously, they've put, they're going to put out a shit ton of crew for these. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yes. Um... I don't think there's anything else I was going to put in the mod slot anyway, and I certainly wasn't going to put anything in the title slot. So, yeah. Like, it's things on there barely matter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, it's a very conditional giving you two extra hull, yep. essentially. So I think it comes in between what it would cost you to get two shield upgrades and two hull upgrades, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's why I gave it six. Yeah. So I think you know. Let's you. So it's letting you repair a face-up ship damage card. So you're not you're not getting rid of the actual damage, but you are getting rid of oh, shitty crits. A face up. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So you are getting rid of shitty crits, though. Um, especially some uh, the the couple that you can't actually repair normally. So like the uh, what is it? Um, uh, structural damage or no, yeah, structural damage is a ship damage. My card. favorite when I play the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's always a favorite of everybody's. Oh yeah. Yeah um structural damage and damage engine i think both of those you can't repair so being able to repair those is really nice um 
but and then getting the crew slot like you said i mean it's a ship that's probably gonna have i'm assuming this is gonna be a two crew sh type of a ship so you think it has two crew natively and this makes it the third i think so i mean i it's it's okay. a it's a big fat ass ship i'd have a hard time seeing it not have i mean unless they do like the crew and the gunner slot kind of thing and then this gives they you two crew wacky and not give it a crew slot until you do this they could which would be very strange but yes i don't want them to yeah but. yeah so we'll see i i, th I actually now that i'm thinking about it i bet it'll have a crew and a gunner and then you would use this to get like the double slot possible so you so. play them all on there yeah so you play them all or or you know in the imperial faction you can play uh, palpatine oh that's that actually has some legs probably yeah so anyways Solid card, um, you know. I think we, we were obviously both on kind of on the same page on this one at six. So, all right. Next up, we have the uh, one of the Razor Crest pilots. Uh, this is Q nine dash zero, and Joe had him at forty five. I had him at forty eight. Which actually, I think that's pretty good that we were that close. Yeah, actually, this has not been as, as off as I thought. It yeah. Watch well, will be completely wrong when it actually comes out. Yeah. So uh, Q9-0 zero is, uh, or zero, is a um, initiative five. Um, it's a scum card. It has, uh, after you fully execute an advanced maneuver, you may perform a calculate or barrel roll action, even while stressed. If you do, you gain one strain token. Um, he has uh, the ship in general, uh, the chassis. It has uh, three attack dice at the front. Two evade dice, seven hull, two shields. Uh, has uh, Q9 is a is a droid, so he has the calculate action uh, instead of a focus. Uh, it's got an evade action. It has uh, a lock action, and it has a red barrel roll action. So, I'll, I'll start on this one. Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't want a strain token and a calculate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to roll one defend die and and be able to maybe turn that. I just I, I don't feel like that's worthwhile yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's not really a ship ability that's like a thanks for sucking mm -hmm. so the fact that it doesn't have a focus really <coughs> yeah it seems sketchy to me i don't know yeah um like, yeah maybe it'll like if you it, basically if you get stuck with a calculate you should have a reason for that and mm -hmm. something something better for it yeah so yeah, I, I I put this at at forty eight, and I think it's this ship is is kind of in the like land the shuttle range um, points wise. Um, that's just kind of in the uh, the mist hunter range. Yeah, same I, I think thing. it's actually a lot. I think it's actually really similar to the mist hunter. It, in it a is. Lot of ways, yeah, you're, the point you're where right. I kind of wonder where like I don't think it has much of its own identity, but yeah, we'll we'll see once you start putting everything together. Um, like all the all the different cards that kind of are going to come in this pack but yeah it's it's definitely it's a very straightforward ship i mean this the ship is 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 definitely a puncher um it's going to get in your face so yeah <laughs> um you know this is do not you, not a bad ability for for that do you remember who played uh, zero uh yeah it was moss from the it crowd yeah, right richard Iote. richard richard Iote, yeah <laughs> Um, I feel like I should have made him more points just for that. Yeah, right. That <laughs> um, which was a great cameo in that show. Mm. Actually, like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we, we haven't mentioned this yet, but anything about, you know, Book of Boba, but the, uh, I, I am loving the fact that Matt Berry is that, is like that droid. Laszlo. <laughs> Laszlo. <laughs> Fucking Laszlo. Um, but yeah, that's fantastic. So, 
Um, they've done they've done very well with the the voice cameos for the droids, um, because IG Eleven was Taika Waititi. And, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, yeah. They've had some great voice cameos for the droids. Speaking of, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So you know, I think it's a solid ship. The, this ability doesn't seem bad. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a pretty decent ability. Yeah, I mean, um, it's an ability. You know, I, I really just it, it gave it. It's f- not having an ability at all, but I don't think it beats it by that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's one that you'll use, but it's not like the Being greatest. Being able to parallel I five isn't bad, especially after, after doing an advanced maneuver. Yeah, like a talent roll. I can't remember what this ship has on. I don't have the dial in front of me, but. Um, you know, whatever turnarounds it has, being able to do a barrel roll is pretty, pretty slick. Barrel rolling after a K turn is amazing. Yeah. Like, meh. So, um, regardless, uh, but I, you know, I mainly put it at 48 because it's a five. It, I was basically because of the initiative. I would like to point out, actually, you know what? You know why I'm lower than you on this one? Because I definitely don't want to barrel roll with it after performing an advanced maneuver because I don't want to become double stressed. Well, so I that think is a, that is it, a red barrel roll. Uh, well, no, because it says perf- when it says to perform the action in the in the text of the ability, it's white. Ah, all right, well, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, so it's not saying because if if it was saying like perform the barrel roll action on your blah blah blah, you know, on your um on your action on your on your card, then it would be red. But it's just saying perform a barrel roll action, so it's separate from the action that's on your card. So it's just mm-hmm. white, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid ability. But you really, I think you're really just paying for an i for i five. I think you're paying for i five, and if this is, here's the thing. I just don't think this is going to be better than other Razor Crest pilots. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like this is probably the one that you just never gets played. Probably not too much. No, I mean we've seen other similar types of abilities. I mean this kind of reminds me of like, uh, um, was it Dalen Oberos? In the, uh, in the, this, the, uh, what's it called? The Star Viper. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of ability, I guess, a little bit similar. Um, but there's but they already just, a good one of those that you played. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You basically just play Gurry, but yeah. yeah, we'll see. So, um, all right, let's move on here. Oh, we got another tie. Ah, oh, damn. IG 11, um, crew, uh, crew card. And this is a scum only. Um, okay. it gives you a calculate action, uh, set up, equip the side face up, uh, before you would be dealt a face up damage card, you must place one fuse marker on this card and gain one calculate token instead. If there are two fuse markers on this card, flip it over. Um, on the flip side, uh, you have IG 11 anti-capture protocol. During the end phase, remove one fuse marker from this card. Then if this card has no fuse markers on it, you are destroyed. And each other ship at range 0 to 1 suffers one crit damage. Action, place one fuse marker on this card. So, <laughs> God, this card's interesting. So, uh, all right, you want to go first or you want me? Uh, I'll go first. I bet you have better things to say about it. Right. More interesting. All right, go I mean, for it. I think this is pretty much just a thematic card. Yeah. Like it gives you calculate is if you like, is there is there a crew carrying ship out there that can't focus? Um, a crew carrying ship that cannot focus. I can't remember. I mean, okay, there probably so is. I can't any remember. Any ship that gives you any crew that gives you calculates, pretty worthless for that because that ship should either be able to focus or calculate. Yeah. Like there's 
there may be some weird edge cases somebody will write into us to the the Reverend Joe uh, email account and be like, no, no, this one doesn't have focus or calculates. So you're actually gaining something, but I don't think so. Um, so really, it's like just a fuse sparker. Everything else is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's... So you prevent a couple of damage, but you might blow up, but you can counteract it by just taking some actions, I guess. Yeah. It's all themed. I don't think this is actually meant to be played. I think literally they just made this so they could be like, thematically, we made IG alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, I... this fulfilled contractual obligations on the part of the licensor. <laughs> That's what I have to say about this card. Yeah. Um, I don't super disagree. I think this is a kind of a theme, a theme based card. Um, it is. And, and I think the reason I put four was because I think they're going to try to tempt people into playing it. Um, even though it's a card that could destroy you. <laughs> like, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a dangerous card to play. Now, just tossing crits, two crits for free is pretty freaking good, um, which is the tempting part of the card. Um, because, you know, that would toss... It tosses anything. So you're talking like direct hits, um, you know, any like bad combo. Now you have to do it. Um, so you don't get to choose which Chris you're tossing. It's just the first two that come at you. But sure. it's it, that's pretty powerful to just to basically just have um, two like blowing up. I don't think the blowing up is that big of a worry. Like if you've already if you got to the point where they've thrown two crits at you and you've negated them. Yeah. It feels like you're pretty close to being dead. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be, and and it, and it depends a little bit on the ship. Now, this is Scum Crew, so there's a, f- a fair number of crew-carrying ships that you could probably throw this on, and I think, ideally, you probably want to put it on ones with, like, the least amount of hull. Um, yeah. But uh, you do always have, you have that action where you can keep adding fuse markers. So, basically, just, like, once it gets flipped over, you're, you're just, it's just sucking up all your action economy, all your actions. Sure. Um... You just have to hope, like, you don't get... Now, the the bad part is that you could very easily get blocked into blocked to death. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, guess what you're doing to that ship that but blocked you're, you. But you're giving that ship a crit. Yeah. Oh, uh, Steve, you want to poke the hornet's nest or you want me to? Oh, go for it. You know what this is a really interesting card with? New rules coming down the pike about whether or not you can shoot at ships that block you. <laughs> yeah. I'll poke that hornet's nest for everybody. Go for it. This is really funny if I can just run into ships and still shoot them. Yes. This ship is just a just a crazy suicidal ship. <laughs> but assuming that if those rules don't come to play, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I like, how we, I like how we ended our, our much improved spoiler segment with yet again, we're not sure if this is good or not because who knows what rules or points are. Well, you know, rules are a little a little weird, but um but yeah. Uh hopefully we'll have uh the rules and the new points in the next like two weeks. So um they said they're coming soon. So we'll we'll see. Um but I do think this is I mean, like I said, I think this is an interesting card. I think you will see some people try it and try to make it work. Um, just because, I mean, just be able to toss two crits. I think to some fun moments at the table. Oh, so for sure. Like, well, you know, yeah. I got blocked, so I couldn't do it. But the guy that blocked me got blown a bit, so, you know. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> I definitely think you will see this card at, like, your local, like, open play night. And maybe sure. in some smaller tournaments. And then, like, you know, but it's... I'd love to see him just go ham and make him, like, one. Yeah. And be like, play it. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, like I said, again, I just put four because I thought they were going to try to make it tempting enough to actually try 
uh, points wise, but we'll see. So, um, all right, well, that's, that is it for the cards we're going to cover this week. Um, we'll, uh, we'll do some more of these cause there's been so many ship previews, uh, card previews in the past couple months that we haven't talked about really at all. So, um, we'll, we'll put some more of these together and we'll, we'll do this kind of same thing with another batch. Um, ah, but, uh, do it till you, people get sick of it. Yeah. Keep yeah. doing it. Like screw you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're uh, kind of getting ready to close out here. What is there any uh, any last final thoughts or things you want to talk about, Joe, before we we uh, call it quits? Uh, with these ships or in general? In Can general, shoutouts. Uh, in, in general, we can we can do ships and then move on to shoutouts. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about these ships. I, okay. I really do. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the Fang Fighters. They really kind of seem to understand how how those work. Yeah, I I do I do really like the the Fang. I think the stuff. crew was a little more slipshod. I think they really tried to thematically capture every single crew, and they mo most of them useless doing it yeah but they're gonna do that that's mm-hmm. just how they work yeah whatever um for shout outs uh steve and i i don't listen to podcasts which will probably be pretty evident by this point um but steve and i recently both listened to a series of podcasts that were done by team covenant who um mm-hmm. a lot of you probably heard of they did a series of six episodes about they called it how to ruin a game but I don't think that's completely accurate. I think that's hyperbole. They did an, an ep- a series of six episodes about how games die. Yeah. And I've been on this podcast quite a bit talking about how other all games, including potentially X-Wing, can die. And I thought that their, their theses in all of these were applicable and pretty insightful. So I don't usually shout out other podcasts, but you should I think people should go and listen to and take the few hours that it mm-hmm. takes to kind of understand the process of how games do eventually die. And I only say that because I think X-Wing players are of the opinion that X-Wing will never die. And I've said that about a great many games and then watch them die. <laughs> so I think you owe it to yourselves to at least do some research and be like, yeah, you know, there's, there's some things that, that are warning the, signs that we the should. The other interesting thing. Yeah. The other thing too, is this, this, this particular podcast, these or this these series of episodes that Team Covenant did, were from, I believe, like what tw- the summer of twenty twenty. Summer of twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit before. I actually almost wish they would kind of go back and redo a few of these episodes, or or at least talk about them, kind of bring some of these topics back up in more current context for X Wing specifically. Um, I'd be interested to hear just their take on, especially the communication episode that they did, um, and like yeah, some I of the P- that was pretty insightful. some of the PR marketing stuff they talked about. Um, so it would be really interesting to have them come back around to those topics with the AMG, what AMG's done recently with X Wing. Um, it would just be interesting to hear, I think, for me. But so like I said, the only cachet I have there is that I don't usually suggest that our audience go listen to other podcasts or even suggest they listen to this one. So <laughs> when I'm saying it, you should take it with a little more oomph. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was it was a really good series and it was cool because I mean those guys have a lot of experience in a lot of different games. So they were talking about a lot of different stuff, but they also and a lot of those games I have played and watched die. Yeah. And they're not wrong about a lot of those. And some yeah. of the things they said carry some water to some of the things that i see happening in x-wing and i'm guessing the impetus for them doing that series was destiny because i think destiny had just gotten killed killed off basically when that when that series came out my golden child yeah so i think um i think that was really the main impetus for them doing it and they're really those guys are really big into destiny so um you know that's something we all have experience with it was one it's an ffg product 
Um, a lot of us X-Wing players have played it. I know I've played it. Joe played it a lot. It was really Joe's favorite game. I played um, it this week. Yeah. So. On the um, internet. But yeah, so they talk about Destiny and they talk about a lot of other games. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was really cool. It was a really cool um, listen. And uh, especially pertinent, I think, in the uh, the current situation uh, that we're in with X-Wing. So, the unprecedented times? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think it's just good information. It's good stuff to think about. You know, not to say that X-Wing is going to die. It's just that... Yeah, we're not doing that episode. No, today. no, no, no. But, no. but I, I do want you guys to see where the end begins. It's always good to, to understand kind of what's happening and where some of these mistakes can be made, um, you know, because I think we, we you know, and we, we've seen the developers in, the, in, in these companies kind of react to us as a community. And I think it's good to understand when they're making some of these mistakes and it's good to point them out. And like, I know that a lot of people, you know, there's been a lot of um tumultuous online activity lately with amg and with um other people in the community and everything getting into it with each other yeah so like this isn't about don't yell at other ex uh, other players don't yell at amg but i don't give a shit yeah i know but i think giving (laughs) giving proper feedback um to, to amg is important and um you know, even if you put something on there that like, you know, somebody like flames you for or whatever, like just don't don't react to them. It really doesn't matter what other people think. But if it's if it's a valid comment that um, isn't like disrespectful or whatever, like I said, we're not trying to push being being an asshole on the Internet. But I think the developers and I think the companies need to hear this stuff and they need to understand and they need the community to point out when they're making mistakes um, so that they don't turn into critical mistakes that then destroy the game so <laughs> um so feedback is important give them feedback just give them just don't be like a dick about it <laughs> so like i said not to not to push the hater right? I, just, I think i think x-wing players could gain a lot from listening to that and understanding what the life cycle of a game looks like yeah because i don't know that x-wing players understand that that's a thing they think it's it's all tulips and roses forever and it may be for a long time, but not a lot of games get as far as X-Wing has gotten. Yeah. Steve, what are your shout-outs, buddy? No, well, I sucked all the oxygen out of the room. No, that's fine. I, I, I think Aha. that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I like that um, series as well. I listen to it, and I don't actually listen to a podcast. Yeah. Um, well, you know, real-life X-Wing starting to happen again. Um, mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Open is... Is it this weekend? I think it's this coming up weekend next week. Or, you know, we're recording on Sunday night. It is the following weekend from now. So um, that's going to be like the biggest in-person tournament that has happened since X-Wing, uh, since anybody started doing in-person play again in the last, you know, maybe six months. Um, so that's cool. They are, they have been given some official prize support from AMG. They just announced that today, like I think today or yesterday. Nice. Um, now, it, it is not new prize support. It is all... Stuff that was kind of, I guess they had in, the, in storage, you know. So it was like a lot you of gotta um, start somewhere. Yeah, it's 2019 Worlds prizes, 2020 Store Champs stuff. Like, it, but it's now the Store Champs stuff is actually kind of cool because most stores didn't get to play their 2020 Store Champs because they didn't. Um, they were having, they were already having shipping issues um, early before COVID even started um, with that particular set of Store Champ stuff because I think the West, a lot of the West Coast got it. But nobody on the East Coast 
um, or at least nobody in like the Southeast. Like I know the entire state of Florida, not a single store actually received a store champ kit, which was um, some real bullshit. But regardless, uh, nobody, nobody really was getting the store champ kits uh, and not many of them were played. So uh, those are some cool prizes if they're, if that's something that they have in there. Um, anyways, yeah. So LVO is going to happen. We'll, we'll probably talk about LVO results. That might be the next episode we do is after LVO and we can talk a little bit about results and, and maybe go over some other, you know, some more card spoilers too. Um, and then also the Cherokee open is coming up at the end of February. Um, so this is going to be, I think this is another frontline event. It's at, um, I believe it's at the Harris Cherokee casino resort up in like North Carolina. And, uh, so they'll be doing an X-Wing tournament at, at that event, which looks cool. Um, I don't know if there's any, any, I think it's being run by the locals more than, than, uh, AMG. So I don't, I don't know that it has like official prize support, but who knows, maybe AMG will send something, um, like they did for LVO. So, uh, the other one is Adepticon, uh, coming up at the end of March. I know tickets just went on sale recently. Um, I'm not sure if they sold out. They may have even already sold out for X-Wing. Who knows? But um, they are doing uh, they are doing a tournament at at, uh, at Adepticon. It's being run by Gold Squadron because AMG um, is not going to be able to attend Adepticon. Uh, Asmodee pulled them out and basically said, nope, because of COVID, there's like nobody's, nobody gets to go. They're not for, doing it anywhere at this point. Yeah, so AMG, AMG employees have basically been, like, ex-nayed from going to anything right now. Um, that is weird because that is a few months down the road, too. That's it's in the end of March. March. Yeah, it's in, and actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that changed because, um, because you know, I'm no doctor or anything, but the COVID, you know, this particular version of COVID, Omicron, has seems to burn much faster um, it's, it's, it's obviously much more contagious. People are catching it a lot faster and more quickly. And, but it's also like, it also drops off like we've seen and happen in South Africa and, um, UK is actually a little bit ahead of us too, um, as far as their peak. And it's looking like we may have, <coughs> um, <coughs> sorry, no, nah, I don't have COVID, um, may have already hit our peak. Um, and, uh, UK is a couple weeks ahead, but it, anyways, regardless, it looks like it's, you know, from what people are, you know, doctors are saying, what I've seen, you know, that this wave may be pretty well under control by mid to end of February. So, so we'll see. That could change. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. Hopefully the force will be with us. Hopefully the force will be with us on that one. Um, if you're trying to go to Adepticon. But regardless, they are still sending prizes. Uh, it is going to be the tournament will be run by uh, Gold Squadron and Dion. Um, so it's still going to be going on. Nothing's really changing. The prize support's going to be there. It's just not going to be run by AMG employees. So that's the big difference. Um, the important thing is there's a decent, there's an outside chance that you'll see either me or Steve there, which means you should bring extra beers with you. You will be thirsty. <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance. I'm trying to make that one work right now. So, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, bring extra beer. Yeah. So those are the those are the big live tournaments kind of coming up. Um, you know, Gen Con is still going on back out in August. Obviously, that's that's a ways out at this point. Um, but uh, if everything goes well and, and there is a, and there is a Gen Con in August, as you know, as it's planned to be, um, hopefully by that point things will be a little bit better under control and uh, with the COVIDs, and we'll get to have um, you know maybe a continental 
championship like like the good old days. Oh, buddy, I'm psyched for that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's all I got at the moment. Steve, just because uh, just we're trying new things doesn't mean we can't do old things. So yeah. Uh, <coughs> everyone dials down. Dials down. Bottoms, bottoms up. up.